and welcome to the next installment of the Daisy Spotlight. And this week we are shining the spotlight on the one, the only, Martin. How do you pronounce your surname properly? I keep on saying Kulak. Oh my God! So yes, hi everybody. By the way, uh, yes, the, the 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 correct like not not the correct pronunciation, but the usual pronunciation that uh, the you know uh, English natives uh, always say is Kulak. And I'm kind of going with that. In Czech, it's actually Chulak. So it's like choo-choo, you know, the, the, the hype train sort of yep. thing. So it's Chulak. Chulak. Okay. That's, yes. that's easy to remember. I just, yeah. Um, being if, a, if there's um, any, if, sorry, if there's any like Star Wars fans, there was the TL from Chulak, the, the, the bold guy in Stargate. And basically, this is the same pronunciation as the planet name, Chulak. It's just with a longer A. So, there you yeah. go. Mate, how have you been? We've been time looking at doing this interview for quite some time now, and we finally managed to tee <laughs> yeah. up the times and get all the questions in, and yeah, very, very excited yeah. for it. Yeah, so um, as, as I think is pretty much expected, well, we are extremely busy because we announced last year that Daisy is going to be, that this year is going to be sort of the year of Daisy. And well, it's it's not maybe fully apparent yet with, you know, the stress as being the, the first kind of tease towards that. Uh, a lot of things um, is happening behind the scenes on preparing us for the, for the big releases uh, that, that, that should happen this year. And that's, you know, um, PC experiment release, PC beta release, 0.63 stable consoles, and, and eventually the, the full release of the game out of early access. Yeah. And there's just a lot of behind the scenes um, work connected to that. Uh, and, you know, it's a lot of figuring out, like, when do we do these releases? How, what exactly do we tell the world uh, on these occasions? So there's a lot of the behind the scenes uh, work happening. And so, yes, I'm extremely busy. And that's why we were also trying for a very long time to arrange this uh, interview. <laughs> no, excellent. So I think the first thing we should do, mate, is get to know a little bit more about you, the man, the myth, the legend. First <laughs> up, how old are you, buddy? So I am, am I 25, 26? I think I'm 26, yeah. <laughs> mate, you're not <laughs> meant to forget your age until you get as old as me <laughs> and Spaggy. Yeah, well, it's, I, I, and I, I always say that, you know, this age, like between 20 and 30, so many stuff is happening that you just lose track of time sometimes. So, yeah, I, no, but I'm 26. Yeah. Yep. That's my age. And any family? Uh, no, I do not have family yet, although I have a very wonderful uh, girlfriend who's probably going to be listening to this podcast. So, yay. <laughs> <laughs> what about any cats or dogs? Uh, no, no pets, unfortunately, but I would love to have a dog, definitely. Yeah. And obviously we know what your job is. Do you want to tell us um, a little bit more about it? Yeah. So, uh, so officially my title on the game is uh, brand and PR manager. And what that really means is uh, I should be the person who's mostly responsible for the things we communicate outside to people in general, be it our community uh, being be journalists, the rest of the games industry, uh, and pretty much anybody outside from the company. So my role is to, you know, find the information inside the team and communicate it in a rather, um, let's say, efficient manner to 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 the to the audiences uh, out there. That's ultimately my job. 
and it includes pretty much everything from creating a website for Daisy and uh, managing the forums and yeah, dozens of different things. Um, do you have any other hobbies outside of gaming and work? Gaming uh, any any other hobbies? Hmm. I'm well. I I don't read as much as I used to, but I definitely like to not only read stories but educate myself i'm 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 a huge nerd and in, in in some way so yep. i do like to read a lot and um, i'm really a, like a curious person so i try to educate myself on youtube and you know reading articles online uh, and so yeah that's the kind of stuff i'm not really a sports person unfortunately so um, most of my life, I'm just sitting on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I do love to have a nice hike uh, in the woods, uh, thing like that. So when you and, say read, yeah, I, um, anything in particular, nonfiction, fiction, science, um, uh, so fiction. I'm, right, I, I have a thing for like um, spy novels and this sort of uh, yep. this sort of uh, themes. So yeah, this is kind of my thing. Definitely. And okay. then I read a lot of like uh, the fact literature. So like, you know, just educating myself in my field or any other interest, things that interest me. Yep. Now, what is the origin of your online name, Raptor M60? <laughs> okay. So that was, it could be something like 15 years ago, maybe when I was really into this one game uh, that was called uh, Viet Cong. No, it was not 15 years, maybe like 10. All right, let's say, let's let's stick to that. And so, uh, in this game, Viet Cong, it was made by one of the actually guys who now work at Bohemia. Uh, there was a, there was one character. Uh, his name was Hornster, and he really loved his gun, which was M60. Mm -hmm. And and I kind of. It was a terrible gun in that game. I mean, you couldn't shoot a massive big barn in front of you because it was just so inaccurate. So everybody, you know, hated that gun in the game. And so intentionally, I just picked that gun as my kind of favorite because I sucked anyways in playing the game. <laughs> so, so, so why not just pick the worst weapon in, in, in the entire game and make it my favorite? And so this is the M60 part. And I'm a huge, a huge fan of Tomb Raider. Yep, and I, I I I think there were those raptors at it in one of the uh, one of the games. There, something like this. So that's where I got the raptor, but I'm not entirely sure. Then again, I also like the F twenty two, whatever the yeah the raptor the jet fighter. Yeah. So this is kind of I'm not entirely sure what was the exact combination, but it's not really an interesting story. My nickname is very random. <laughs> Now, so, I think I remember yeah. that scene from the Tomb Raider. I can't remember which one it was, but you had to drop the dinosaur body down into the pit to distract them yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you could cross. I remember and that. Um, somehow there were raptors somewhere in Tomb Raider. And yeah. I, 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 it, you know, it, it sounds cool. It sounds like, yeah, sounds like a tough guy. And you, when, you're, <laughs> when, you're, when, when you're a teenager on the internet, you want a tough guy, you know. So I went for Raptor M60 and it stick to me kind of. Now, you and I had a bit of a chat a few weeks ago, um, and I got to know that you're um, into gaming um, then. What got you into gaming in the first place? I don't know. I was always the kid who was, uh, you know, just doing stuff on, on the computer. I was just trying yep. to figure out how, how, did, how did things work. And I think it was my uncle who introduced me to, to, to my first own PC, and I started playing, like, all the old school games, like Tetris, you know, this kind of stuff. 
Then one of the first, actually, like the graphically good games that I played was actually the first Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the very first uh, game in the series, and I got hooked to that. So I was playing that a lot. Over time, I I started playing Viet Cong, the the multiplayer game, and then my love for gaming just and gaming communities especially started to be really huge because I started my own fan site, not, not my own, I with a friend, we started a fan site about the game, about Vietcong. Then I moved to some other games, created fan sites for those as well. And I, I became spending more and more time in the gaming communities. And yeah, that eventually turned into a uh, life of, uh, of Daisy and the Daisy community. Yep. So what is your favorite game of all time so far? Uh, tough question. I, I would have to say it, it is the Vietcong game. Yeah. It, it, for for people who don't know, it's a first-person shooter from a Vietnam War. It's really, it's very close to the Daisy experience. It's like very authentic, very realistic. You know, the 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 gunplay is is you really feel like a soldier in, yep. in that era, and has a has a wonderful like storytelling. Um, you know mechanics in the game and it's just so wonderfully immersive so that's probably it's hard to pick one game but this is really like on 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 top of on top of it and right under it would probably be daisy yeah and that's not just because i work on daisy but yeah there is a whole little story behind how i got to daisy so yeah yeah (laughs) we'll get to that very shortly okay you mentioned your uncle introduced you to your first pc do you remember much about Mm -hmm. it so I know it was a, a DOS DOS machine basically. So I, it, it all started with a command line that was just you know uh, the the cursor was blinking at me on the screen. So it was not like any particular machine. I really mm-hmm. you know in, in here in Czech Republic we didn't have all the uh, all these uh, typical old systems. So I'm, I'm not really sure what it even was. It was some yeah. random PC. I don't know. <laughs> what about consoles? Did you ever own a console? Yeah, so I uh, again in Czech Republic, not you didn't you like you know we didn't really have the consoles until like very recently, talking you know 10, 20, 10 to fifteen years, and my first personal console was uh, was an Xbox three hundred and sixty, and that's yep. how I got into console gaming. Awesome. Okay, you were talking about Daisy. Let's find out mm-hmm. a little bit more about your Daisy pedigree, sir. Did you yeah. play the mod? Uh, no, I did not play the mod, unfortunately. At least not when it was popular. I did give it a try uh, when Daisy standalone was out. Yep. Uh, but yep. I, I do not, unfortunately, have the Daisy mod memories. And as soon as you play standalone, Daisy mod is kind of not that interesting anymore. I hear that from a lot of people. A lot of people say that. And there's a lot of um, uh, people out there who haven't played the mod who watched a lot of videos and that of the mod, but um you know they uh, the hype train when standalone was released and they just went straight to standalone yeah so i'm 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 pretty sure that you know if you get over the fact that you know all the arma 2 uh, gameplay style feels like super super really clunky these days i think you can still get all the cool cool gameplay that that the original daisy mod offers uh, even today but yeah, as soon as you played other games and you have the same experiences and you know that you can get them in the Daisy standalone game, which is sort of more accessible, I would say, in, in this regard. Uh, yeah, the Daisy mod is not that interesting anymore for, for a person who did not play it before, yeah. I would say. 
So what is it about DayZ that you know, you mentioned that was your second favorite game? What is it about DayZ yeah. that makes you love it so much? Uh, it's it's just the, the the unexpected, you know, the, the totally unexpected things that that can happen to you. Uh, I prefer to most of the time play solo, so I am the, the lone survivor type. But I also do not intentionally avoid, uh, you know, like uh, interaction. Yeah, yeah, interactions with 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 other players in the game. Uh, so and so it's this unpredictable kind of emergent uh, kind of gameplay that that you can get in in Daisy. You just randomly meet somebody. They don't shoot you, and you talk to them, and maybe you realize, oh my god, dude, you're really cool. You can be my best friend. Let's spend some time together in the game, and let's you know, uh, let's run up north, uh, find a barrel, fill it with, I don't know, uh, whatever we find. Just make a little base, and you know, just just spending the time with other people unexpectedly. That's yep. absolutely wonderful. And and the second and and the biggest thing for me playing Daisy as the lone survival is just such a relaxing experience you know you can you can really like just focus on on your life in the game on on the life of your character and you're just taking care of of your basic survival needs and and finding the gear and you know hoarding your own stuff uh, hunting for animals that this is just like the very relaxing part of daisy gameplay that has me really intrigued into the game because it, it lulls me into a to... false sense of security. I'm moseying <laughs> along, picking up loot, yeah, chatting so... away when I'm yeah. streaming, and the next thing I turn around a corner and there's a couple of people there, or a zombie just pops up out of nowhere and scares the crap out right, of me. It's right. it's a game that elicits such strong emotion. So, so at the, so it is relaxing, but at the same time, you know, it is the kind of you have these unexpected moments that yeah. that you know. That, that, that you have to be, you know, aware all the time of yep. the situation that you're in, and so it, it is relaxing, and at the same time, it's kind of like adrenaline pumping. And yes, th- this sort of this sort of combination, uh, it, it's re- it's really like a wonderful experience. It That's is why I play Daisy. If you could add anything to the game, what would it be, and why? If I could add anything, uh, so lately I've been. <laughs> I should mention this to Peter. He wants to do that as well. But uh, I would probably want to uh, add some musical instruments, uh, either for trolling the zombies or players. You know, just some uh, pre-programmed tune that the, yeah. that the musical instrument always does. Uh, I don't know. Weird example. I would love to have a trombone in the game. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, I've seen a video of of a uh, man. Uh, you know, serenading with his trombone to to his herd of cows, <laughs> and and the, as as soon as he started playing the trombone, the cows started coming f- from the horizon, basically towards the guy who was serenading them with his trombone. Yeah, and it was so hilarious. And I already, and I immediately envisioned how I would be trolling either other players, or I would just be you know serenading to the uh, her t- a whole Ternogurs in and like getting the um, attention of all the zombies in the town yeah. and, and just all these like uh, random things that um, I, I would love to do in the game so yeah I, I think something that to, to just further troll people with weird sounds in the game would be something that I would add this is not a big feature on anything like this because I think Daisy is already quite a complex game and I don't think it needs yeah. 
that much more to to be entertaining so it's more in like smaller things like this i would say i reckon barely infected would probably like a guitar in the game <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah a guitar or like a flute or anything yeah. like for these uh for these you know uh sitting at the campfire kind yeah of, exactly kind of that's exactly what settings. i was envisaging when yeah. you said it yeah so yeah we can dream <laughs> Big question now. This is going to upset some people and make one person very happy. If you're man enough to admit who it is, who is your favorite <laughs> Daisy content creator at the moment? I will give you a truthful answer, and I and that is I really do not have one specific favorite content creator. Uh, I I can give I can I will I can give you a name of a person that I really respect, not only for being a content creator but also. For being uh, for being very professional, and and that, that is Minder because you know we have this a uh, little bit of a deal where we work with him on some uh, yeah. uh, gameplay capture. So you know I respect him a lot for uh, for also not just being a very good content creator but also being a very professional person, like having a very professional attitude towards uh, towards work in general. Uh, but that said, I. Among all the amazing content creators in Daisy community, uh, I I really do not have uh, anyone that I watch more often uh, than anybody else. Because uh, to to be honest, I I kind of take it uh, as as work. This particular aspect yep. of watching content creators play Daisy, I do not watch it for my like uh, personal, uh, you know, personal entertainment, so to speak. So that's why I don't really have anyone who who's uh, who who would be like a favorite content creator for me. So that that would be my honest answer. <laughs> Another big question for you: status reports. What do you think of them? <laughs> right. Uh, again, very honest answer. Uh, our status reports are the best that we can do, uh, given our conditions. But I think. There is nobody in, in inside the Daisy Dev team who would be like super happy about the status reports uh, that we put out, and you know the reason why it's like that is a combination of of multiple fact like multiple factors. Uh, sometimes it's really hard to collect all the relevant information for a status report. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we really get it. Um, very last minute, so uh, sometimes it, it shows that you know the status reports. Uh, are sometimes uh, put together in a rather like a very very uh, fast you know uh, fast fashion so yep. to speak. So yeah, I would definitely say that I see a lot of areas for the improvement, uh, at least in theory. Uh, in in practice, we are always doing our best to to deliver the status supports and in in the best form that they can be. So. Yep. It, it's it's a bit of a tricky situation. While we're not entirely happy with how they are, we also know that it's not exactly easy to make them like uh, much, 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 much better all of a sudden. This is a process that we need to go like by baby steps and apply yeah. like small improvements to the entire status report pipeline generally. But it's something we are definitely still discussing, still talking about inside of the team because well i think they've we come a that... long way back from what they originally were they're uh, uh, a lot more uh community friendly now in my opinion so i think you've done a great okay. job 
yeah so um yeah l like i said uh it's it's a it's a it's a constant struggle to make everybody happy <laughs> to to have the developers have some sort of a structured way how we do the status report yeah. and and to not not put too much pressure on them writing the their contributions to the status report and obviously making the community happy at the same time what is your biggest gripe with daisy at the moment uh, so do you mean it like, i mean i mean the game itself yeah, the game itself. Mm. So if I take a look at, at, at the 0 0.62 version on stable, then my biggest gripe of playing that game is just that I'm no more able to, uh, you know, get over the facts. I'm no longer able to enjoy the game because of the controls and, and generally yeah. of the player character movements. That's my biggest gripe with the old version of, of Daisy, with the legacy version of Daisy. And my, my biggest gripe with the new version that we uh, test on a stress test is that I just don't have time to play it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, so, and, and that's kind of a, like a lame answer, I guess. No. But I just, ever, ever since we started stress tests, I just don't have time to play that version of the game. I hear that from so many people, mate, that they just, they almost dread going back to 0.62 when the stress tests aren't live. They're so in love, even though it's got a lot of um, you know, game-breaking bugs at the moment in it where it crashes yeah. and so on, they just love the controller so much more in 0.63 that going back to 0.62, they just, it's a chore for some of them. Yeah. And and so yeah, the with with the new version that we we are running on stress tests, uh, I was able to play Orin during one of the very first stress tests. Yep. But then, most of the time, I was either like directly taking part of like all the stress test preparations, or I was just doing different stuff. Uh, and 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 the one weekend that we were running the over weekend stress test, I couldn't play Daisy because I was gone the entire weekend. So I just I just enjoyed it only for like four hours in one evening, but that's about it. And I would want so much more with the game because, yeah, it, it's so much different. I'm the same. I've only had one chance to play it myself. The whole, uh, weekend stress test, I was actually away at an army yeah. reunion, so I couldn't uh, even get online for that. So um, oh, yeah. in, in some sense, I'm kind of lucky, I suppose, in that I haven't been too exposed to 0.63 that I still enjoy playing 0.62. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely definitely take that as an advantage because as soon as you step your foot into 0.63, you're not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking forward to the most in Daisy? And not just don't just say 0.63 uh, slash beta, mm -hmm. but what um, specific area of the game are you most excited about? Mm -hmm. That would definitely be when. Uh, all the survival elements uh, in the game are really, really properly, properly balanced, mm -hmm. and every and everything just really working together uh, as a game. Because what we're still very much doing is, uh, you know, figuring out new features to add, or you know, uh, basically adding more content like weapons and uh, and melee weapons and other stuff, uh, re-adding it back to the uh 0 0.63 version from the 
from the uh, legacy builds. But the moment I'm looking most forward to is when all of these really start working together because that will really bring the full Daisy experience to players. Yeah. Uh, and that will be the moment where people will just really be able to say, okay, this is not a game in development. This is a game and I can play it and I can enjoy it. What are you most looking forward to in regards to modding once it's opened up? Oh, well, first of all, Namask, obviously. <laughs> playing, pl playing on a different setting than, than is generous. And don't get me wrong, generous is wonderful. And I think everybody loves the part of why everybody who loves Daisy loves the game is the actual environment of generous. Yeah. But playing on something different and exploring something different because it will be the first time for me actually at all playing yeah. on the mouse uh that would be big that that will be that will be just simply just great uh so that and then all the all the random little mods uh like you know people doing their own versions of of base building and and mm -hmm. you know and these kinds of things even adding maybe like their own model game, thing like things like these, that would just be like really wonderful. Uh, I am a huge fan of modding in general. I play a lot of City Skylines, yeah. and that game has a massive amount of mods. And basically, the version of the game that I play of City Skylines is basically nothing to be compared to the vanilla version of the game. I, I'm mostly just playing with the modded assets and even modded systems for traffic and all the kind of stuff. And, and so as soon as people start playing with Daisy in this way, like modifying not only the content, but also you know, like the gameplay mechanics yep. and, and just, you know, bending and then twisting in all sorts of uh, different ways, it's going to be really exciting because you will just have so many different Daisy experiences, not just the vanilla one, but you know, so many different Daisy style, you know, gameplay modes that, that you can enjoy. And this just you can already sunk hundreds and hundreds of hours into Daisy and enjoy it. And this will, you know, make it uh, even more apparent that this game really can uh, entertain you for a very long time. Last question about Daisy. It's an opinion one. How many people do you reckon there should be per server? I would love to see 100. Yep. That, I think that would be great because I, 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 I love the fact that I, am, I, I can run into people uh, quite often and quite unexpectedly. Uh, but when you have a server when it's not even full, it's like 35, 40 people, uh, sometimes it can take quite a long time before you run into players if you don't run into the hotspot locations. Yeah. So for that reason, I would love to actually see more players in the game. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay. Now we're on, well, I'm going to ask a few questions about the parent company, about uh, Bohemia Interactive. Um, right. Just so people can get a bit more of an understanding because you hear a lot of uh, people comment about, you know, um, they yeah. mistakenly call it a triple A title by uh, right, you yeah. know, a big gaming company. They don't realize uh, quite so much that Bohemia is not actually that big. So, for starters, how big is the Bohemia marketing um, slash publishing department? Yeah, so specifically our publishing 
department in the company is it's really under 15 people altogether for all the games combined and that's not just marketing people yep we have our own uh, you know online store so there is one person who manages the online store and uh, then we have one really just one person in the company who's taking care of all the like sales related things basically how our games are sold when they go into uh, you know discounts and things like this quite a lot of work actually so mm-hmm. we have one person for this and then we just have the you know community and marketing teams for for the games themselves right now we have uh three big games basically arma islands uh, and daisy and so f- for each of these uh, games we really have two uh, two people usually working in the marketing teams uh, a brand manager and a community manager uh, and then we have one publishing director and that's it. We don't have like an army of graphic designers yeah. or video editors or anything like this that you would usually find uh, in the like big, big publishing company, such as EA or Ubisoft. Yeah. So in, in that regard, we are really like a very, very small operation. So basically for Daisy, it's two point whatever Minder is. Uh, so we have, for Daisy, we've kind of recently, you know, started uh, thinking of how to expand the team. And so I think people even notice on the forums that we mm-hmm. have uh, right now hired a, another community manager. Uh, yep. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to introduce him very soon, as, as soon as he uh, kind of feels confident in his job. Uh, and we also have a, one additional part-time community manager for the game. So on Daisy, we're actually we've grown the team a little bit more for the things to come, because mm-hmm. there will be uh, you know a lot of stuff related not only to PC releases but also console releases. Uh, but but still, when you think about it, uh, you know we don't have anybody to just manage. You know, for example, our advertising campaigns or. Uh, yeah. To just you know pre- prepare the uh, or just taking care of the website content. You know, usually in like these bigger marketing teams, you have like dedicated people that that do those things, mm. and that's not that's not really something that we do at Bohemia. Okay. How does the company support the Daisy team in general? Yeah. So. Uh, the, the the support from the company is, is mostly can have like two different two different ways. Uh, the one is uh, like assigning additional like developers and people to the project. Yep. And it doesn't just mean like hiring new people for the team, but sometimes uh, like working with specialists within the company. Uh, so, you know, obviously that's one way of. Uh, of, of supporting Daisy development theme. Well, I guess an example of that would be when you guys teamed up with the Armor guys for the Eden sound engine. Yes. Okay. Yes, yep. Exactly. That that example, or you know, if if we need something like very specific done uh, for for our animation team mm-hmm. uh, in the mocap team, for example, uh, then we have a really awesome guy uh, in the mocap studio. Yeah, uh, Stepan, who's basically built the entire mocap studio back in the day, so he's really able to help with that. And then, obviously, one of the most important things how Bohemia as a company basically supports uh, Daisy team uh, is having the the engine team 
the Infusion Engine team actually sometimes stepping in and helping with implementation of specific Daisy related things because you know we are building Infusion as as the overall engine for all, all of our future games. So that mm -hmm. means it's uh, at, at this point is kind of separated from the main Daisy development itself. But in this way, we sometimes can have the resources of the, of the engine programmers available to us yep. to help with certain things on Daisy. Now, Bohemia Interactive is a private company. So at the end of the day, their goal is to make money. Because of that, mm -hmm. is there much pressure or any pressure at all from them to hurry the fuck up with the releases? Are they on <laughs> your back saying, what are you doing? Come on, hurry up. Or what's, this, what's the go there? Right. So uh, what's been absolutely great on, uh, on the fact that Daisy is being developed at Bohemia Interactive is that, uh, you know, the company, and by saying the company, we don't really have any, like, a huge, you know, board management group that just makes all the decisions in the company. It's nothing like that. We literally have our CEO, our Spaniel, and then we have our CEO, Mr. Pavlic, the C CFO, Mr. Pavlicek, the, the financial director of the company, and, and then we have a development director uh, in the company who's taking care of all the uh, development-related uh, issues in the company. And that's ultimately, you know, just three people who represent what you would call the company. There is not like any huge management group, like I say. So in, in that regard, it's been like, obviously, it, it, the company has been like very supportive on keeping the, you know, leaving the Daisy development team uh, the time to 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 game the to make the game right in in the way we want, but obviously as you just said, Bohemia is a business, and right now we are the, the entire company is something of 350 plus people uh, across multiple studios, mm -hmm. and 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 you know we need to make sure that all these people uh, get their paycheck at the end of the month. Exactly. Yes. So so there is definitely. There's definitely some sort of pressure, let's say, on the development team to, you know, to, as you say, hurry the fuck up with the releases. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, it, it's not like we, we can be in, in a state of development where we just tinker with things endlessly because, you know, as any game designer would tell you, there is always more features that he or she wants to add into the game. So, you know, there definitely is some pressure, and I think that kind of pressure is, of course, needed to to make game development like progress further. But at the same time, uh, Bohemia has been amazingly patient and giving space to the development team to to make the game the way they want and need it to make. So, how many other projects does the company have besides DayZ? Oh. So Bohemia is a company that kind of has this philosophy of uh, not being a, like a manufacturing game development factory, you know, of sorts. We, we don't want to have themes. We don't have to have teams that work on just one game and have like 250 people just working on one project. Yep. Uh, so Bohemia is rather, you know, trying to spread the portfolio of games uh, a little bit more wider, I would say. And so besides the three live projects that we have uh, out right now, uh, there is at least three or four 
different R&D and you know game development projects that are going on behind the scenes uh, in, in, in you know in various teams because we have as I said we have multiple development themes uh, across across various locations yeah one of them even actually in Netherlands one of them in Thailand so we're kind of becoming a international company of sorts awesome Okay, we're going to switch tack a little bit now, and I want to talk a bit about um, the marketing and your current role. Yep. Um, so we'll start with a bit of background on it first. Why did you decide to do a marketing degree? Hmm. So there is a little story that, that everybody in my family has always been telling me. And then I, when I was a little like baby infant, basically, whenever there was a commercial on TV, I actually started paying attention more to the commercials than on the actual program that was running on TV. <laughs> so whenever there was a commercial, I started like reacting or crying or doing things that babies do, I guess. And, and so as soon as I started, as I explained my, my background with, you know, playing the Vietcong game and running fun sites yep. uh, of games, this kind of had me, you know, going onto the, Okay, I maybe want to be a journalist because I enjoy, you know, uh, I enjoy writing and I enjoy like collecting information and then putting them out there for other people to read. Uh, and then I kind of realized that, you know, that this is more towards like a sort of like marketing work, really. Uh, I'm just, you know, collecting information you know, like preparing them for people in a really nice way for them to read. So that's when I kind of started, you know, about the career in communications on, yep. or PR. So I, I started actually studying a, a university uh, and for a, for a marketing degree. And yeah, that's how it sort of uh, happened. It's, it's really started of, of me being a, writing like articles and all different types of content for, for gaming mm -hmm. fan sites. So what were you doing before you started working for Bohemia Interactive? I literally finished uh, my uh, my bachelor's degree, and, and the first full time job I got uh, was uh, was a junior brand manager. So Bohemia is literally like my first full time job. Yep. But before then, during my during my college studies, I was actually doing some freelance work as a as a copywriter on you know, working with clients on, on, on uh, creating content for, for their websites and their like professional presentations. That's yep. that, that was the sort of thing that I was doing before that. So what made you apply for this job? Uh, well, it, it was a very nice combination of me, like literally finishing my, my, my university studies. And I randomly just saw the post on, on the Bohemia LinkedIn page. Because you know, I, I played Arma and 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 obviously Daisy, so I was following the company. Never really thought I would like work for the company. I, I wanted to kind of be involved with Daisy and the community management of Daisy, maybe. But uh, you know, it was just the the dream that I thought would never be realized. Think about it, to be honest, seriously. But then I saw the you know the job opening. Mm -hmm. uh, I applied, I sent a nice little introduction video to the company and yeah, it actually happened. So I was really happy. <laughs> awesome. You definitely um, picked a good game to um, uh, wet your teeth with because you know, the, 
it in general the game does have a bad rap um you know back mm. when we first started talking about the interview um i looked at the steam store reviews which um were recent reviews mostly negative 984 all reviews yeah. were mixed 1,155,332 yeah. now i did go back and check it again um just yesterday and mm -hmm. it, there's been a bit of a change um it's yeah. now changed to recent reviews mixed 773 were 42% positive and all reviews yeah. mixed 156,727 62% positive so yeah. it's been a jump um, in the recent reviews. It's gone from mostly negative to mixed. Yeah. How can we turn this around? As it's not a good look for new players considering buying the game to see this when they are looking at the store. Um, so ultimately, uh, we can, you know, talk to the community uh, the way we do, you know, just like being open and honest and, and just presenting things yeah. as they are. But unless we we really have the solid solid product that we can back our communication with until we really have that game that is that is uh that has this feeling of being finished or mm -hmm. or being polished uh until that time uh it's really hard convincing people who do not actively play daisy or who do not actively participate in the daisy community yep that you know they should have a different opinion of the game because we are living in an age where uh, putting out opinions on the internet is the easiest thing you can do. Oh, uh, yes. After, after 10 minutes of, of playing any game, you can completely diss it in Steam reviews and, and just write anything you wish, really, uh, on the Steam review. Uh, not, you know, not really caring about the fact that it, it's an early access game, it's in development or whatever. Uh, and yeah. That, so that unfortunately doesn't really help the situation when you don't yet have the really very solid product that you can promote in a like more traditional way. So, you know, we can do our best, like communicating uh, with the people and being open about communicating what's happening within the development. Yep. But unless, unless a large, large amount of people is able to uh, get their hands on a game that is really working as it's intended, and and it's really polished and enjoyable and just generally a good game uh you know there is no not not there's nothing we can really do to completely turn the opinions around another area you guys have been punished on uh, massively is on social media uh, especially twitter um and we yeah. discussed this a few weeks back as well with the belief that right. um yeah there's a, there's a common belief um, especially if you believe certain people on Twitter, mm -hmm. that lots of people have been banned by the official Daisy Dev Team account for just being negative about DZ right. uh, for its many faults that it's had over the time, such right. as zombies glitching through wall, desync issues, poor frame yep. rates, stairs killing players, etc. What is the situation here? Are you guys really blocking people? And if so, why? Uh, so, considering the official Daisy Dev Team account. Yeah. Uh, if in the entire history of that account we have really, you know, banned uh, six to ten people in total, I mean, not people like accounts. Yep. Uh, that that would be, uh, you know, that that would be the max that we have really done in terms of like really blocking yep. blocking accounts. That means preventing that account from accessing our tweets and reading our tweets. Uh, 
these accounts have mostly been related to uh, generally abusive uh, communities that were, uh, you know, breaking basically our um, end user license agreement of the game, yep. uh, mostly by, uh, you know, inappropriately modding the game and running modded servers. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we all know which community yeah. we're, we're, we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and then it's been really some extremely, extremely, extremely abusive people who we just couldn't couldn't stop in any other way uh, in in continuing their abuse. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but mostly the accounts that we blocked were related to uh, to, to the communities that were just you know not not following the very simple simple rules that we set up for how to you know work with the game so in short that six to ten accounts are actually what's being blocked what i think yeah, a lot that, of people that would be correct what i think a lot of people are getting confused at is personal accounts of members of the team who have blocked other people as yes, well yes and that then that then that's a very that's a very big difference because yes sure sometimes like uh, you know accounts of eugene peter or, or brian are kind of taking as official uh, you know, daisy communication channels, but you know there is a difference. You have to understand that uh, even though our developers, you know, often communicate things related to daisy development on their accounts, or just they just they like to you know uh, tweet about their work because it's you know it's taking a huge amount, a huge you know their work is a huge part of their lives. Obviously, so you know they yep. they tweet about it, and and they also. Uh, you know, interact with other people in the community because they're friends with them. Uh, so, you know, they communicate on their personal accounts about Daisy. But, you know, you have to understand that when, when you know, uh, these guys decide that they just, you know, don't want to deal with uh, all the abuse that is, uh, you know, going their way, it, it, it is their personal accounts. And they, they ultimately do have, obviously, uh, the right to, you know, to manage the communication on their own personal accounts. We can do, you know, our best with, uh, you know, with, with Batty and, and the other marketing people at Bohemia to explain, you know, to them uh, how to deal with these people and how to treat the abuse they, they get on social media. And sometimes it's like really like outright death threats and then, and then crazy things like this that happened over over the social media channels mm -hmm. we can explain to them how to best work around situations like this and how to deal with them when they happen but you know it's sometimes it's really hard to not be scared or not take it too personally on these accounts yeah so sometimes the easiest thing that you can just do to stop it is is to mute that channel from from your life and, yep. and to block those abusive people because you know you just want to live your life you want to work on Daisy and you don't you don't really want to be dealing with people who are sending you death threats or you know various other abusive things on the internet so yeah well I would never recommend anybody even on personal accounts to uh, you know start like massively banning. <laughs> Yeah. Twitter accounts, you know, still, if, if, it's, if it influences, you know, your life and if it's getting to you in some way, uh, then obviously, like, your personal, uh, personal health and your pe personal sanity, it's much more important than, 
just you know muting or blocking a couple yep. of abusive dudes on Twitter. In the Daisy Year in Review video, 2017, um, 2018 is, as you mentioned earlier, being called by the team, yeah. the Year of Daisy. So what can we expect marketing-wise this year? Increased presences at events such as PAX, EGX, Gamescoms, etc. more trailers. <laughs> Anything you can, you know, any sneak peeks you've got for us of what's going to be happening this year? Because yeah. there's a lot of hype amongst the community who stayed loyal. We're really right. excited to see what's coming, as you'll see with some of the... Uh, viewer questions later. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure we, we, we're going to do our to turn up to as many uh, of these gaming events as we can. Uh, the, the, the closest one that I can already mention, I think, is Gamescom in Germany. We're going to yep. be there again. We're going to talk to our fans. We're going to be there in person. And we would love to meet everybody just coming. As you mentioned, uh, you know, um, PAX, PAX events, definitely something that we want to do. We've been to PAX East, thanks to our partnership with Microsoft, and we, we will do our best to go to as many of these events uh, as we can and, and meet the people, meet the community, you know, uh, bring some cool merch and just, you know, go out for go out for drinks even with people and things like that. Uh, that's definitely something we want to do in terms of uh, events and having the game playable there and even maybe do some uh, cool promotion promotions with other companies. Uh, and things like that. So there's definitely one part of the mix. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, you know, whenever a game gets released or ha has a big release, uh, you know, it usually launches with some sort of a trailer or, or a thing like that. So I think yeah. this can definitely be this can definitely be expected at least for the the launch out of early access and probably Daisy fully launching on consoles and, and this kinds of stuff. Uh, I know myself and a number of other Aussies are fingers crossed, praying you guys can make it to PAX Australia this year. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So we didn't go to E3. We wanted to go there, uh, and so that means you know every every one of these trips has a budget attached to it, and it, it's it's quite a lot of money. Where when you really think about having like your own booth and this kind of stuff, so we have to be, you know, like key sometimes at, at choosing the events that we want to then but we didn't go to e3 so this gives a pretty big chance that we may be able to go maybe possible so i would also love to meet you all guys in person so that would be wonderful awesome but yeah back to the topic of trailers actually in bohemia we've uh we've we have a in addition to having like a marketing team what we do have is is a video team in, in inside bohemia and right now we are we are actually figuring out uh, how to you know how to best make uh, really really great uh, you know gameplay videos and trailers from Daisy and and how to provide some interesting video content. So hopefully we will see the fruits of that uh, you know in, in, in the coming months towards the towards the big releases. I reckon you should throw it out to some of the community as well. Make your best Daisy trailer for us. Yeah, so actually, like, ever since we started doing the stress tests and people either playing with the official offline mode or with some of the, you know, community available options, they have actually, you know, I've seen people start doing actually, like, very amazing uh, community-edited uh, trailers for the game. Mm. And as, 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 it is, as it was, you know, I think demonstrated in the example with Minder, we definitely love to work directly with, with like, enthusiastic, people yep. in our community and actually involve them 
uh, on on a contract basis in in some of the work that we do. So you know, uh, as as long as you feel like you have a talent that we can or we should use, uh, you know, don't 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 be don't be too worried and just drop us a message. And sometimes it can uh, you know turn into uh, an actual actual work that that is. Uh, fully paid and then appreciated by the Daisy community, obviously. Awesome. Okay, we talked about them a bit before. Um, uh, status reports, they've been heavily criticised in the past for a lack mm -hmm. of content, but recently, as I mentioned, they seem to be in changing to a more fan-friendly format. What's been the mm -hmm. motivation behind this? Have you taken the feedback from the masses and applied yeah. it? Yeah, they're, they're much more informative now, I find, both from the yeah. technical as well as my favorite part, um, which is uh, Batty's Community Spotlight. I love going in there right. and finding nice. new creators that I'm not aware of and so on. Yeah, it, it is. Seeing how much content was created in the community for the past two weeks that the last status report came out. Yep. Sometimes, some, and most of the time it's like even there's too much community made content that sometimes Bathy just has to, you know, like keep some of it for the next status reports and it just keep the pile of interesting content just keeps and keeps growing and growing. That's crazy. Uh, but no, yes, we, you know, I think people have this misconception that uh, we are living in some sort of a, uh, I don't know, bubble where we just don't go out on the internet and don't read, you know, the Reddit posts or, or the tweets and, and everything else that is being sent our way. I want to assure everybody that not just me or Batsy, but most of the actual development team, at least at least the leads like Peter, Victor, and, and the guys you know from Status Reports, we all go to Reddit, we all go to forums, we all read the tweets that are being sent our way, and we are going through all of that various feedback, uh, you yeah. know, tweet by tweet, forum post by forum post, uh, Reddit post by Reddit post. So we definitely do not read 100% of things that are being <laughs> said about Daisy on all of these channels. But uh, a large part of it just, you know, gets to us and we discuss it in, inside of the team and we are trying to find ways how to, how to improve things. Now, you talked a little bit about it before as well, um, about how rushed they can be at times. Give us yeah. a sense of what goes on behind the scenes with the status reports. Right. So... Uh, so one one of the things where we are uh, gathering the information for the status report in like the first, uh, you know, like preliminary phase of us just figuring out what's going to be in the next status report is daily scrum meetings in the morning every every morning 10 a.m. Uh, all the team leads uh, from the Daisy Dev team uh, meet on a Skype call between our two studios Bratislava and Prague, and we are discussing what things have been done this week or you know. Uh, on this particular day and what are the tasks ahead of us for the for the upcoming day or for the rest of the week. So this is the first place where we are uh, trying to collect relevant information for a status report. Then we have regular uh, meetings with, with, uh, with Eugene and David, our project lead, uh, where me, Bati, and Eugene and David sit down every Thursday and we just, uh, we just discuss all this stuff that, you know, we would be able to actually talk about a status report and then usually on that day or friday before the status report we just you know send a message to all the team leads uh, hey status report is coming just reminding you if you have any contributions uh you know just uh 
any relevant information, send it to us. Uh, write write uh, like a like a summary of the things that you want to say, and we're gonna put it into a status report. Unfortunately, as everybody in the team obviously is very very busy with actual development work, it often happens that this part when they sit down and write, uh, you know, the things that they are working on or that could be interesting to the players, happens very late in the process. So say like Monday before the status report or very yeah. often, even like on the Tuesday that we publish these status reports. Uh, and, you know, that, that's unfortunately how, how, how things are with, you know, the game, the actual game development is, is the biggest priority for, for, for these team leads, their actual game development related tasks. Uh, and, you know, it is, we need to do our best to, you know, get the information out of them uh you know ahead of time ideally or uh, in time basically for the star support and this can be a struggle sometimes uh you know you, sometimes you really have to be really patient and you know get through a lot of uh saying like yeah i'm working on it you know this kind of stuff you have to really be uh person not persuasive what's the word persistence yes you know, yeah try, trying to get the content and but when that happens, and you know, we finally find that one hour of you know Peter's time, Eugene's time, Victor's time, to to get through the content. Uh, that's that's when we finally get some of the some of the interesting content for the start report. And then we have like very limited time, obviously, to format it nicely and to support it with some nicely recorded videos. That's yeah. why we don't see that that many like visual materials in in in, in the start reports. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes when we get the like you know the development information, uh, we would have to do our best to actually you know capture the video from the game. And when you let the developers do it, sometimes you know they don't run the game on the highest detail, so they just send you this like potato-y looking <laughs> video that, that you cannot really publish yeah. uh, online because it would just look you know a little bit lame. So then then you have to. Even if you get that video asset, you just take, need to take some time to, uh, you know, remake that video properly with like nice graphic settings, with some intro out like outro yeah. titles or anything like this. Obviously, that takes time. And sometimes, uh, when that developer sends you that video, he or she made it from a version of the game that is locally only on their computer. So sometimes our video people are not even like fully able to capture, you know, the. Yeah. The, like easily capture the things and uh, from that those versions of the game so it it can be a little bit like you know complicated at times uh that said uh you know as 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 we are settling in with our internal branches of the game uh we will do our best to try and provide these materials and yeah as often as we can um, that said, already many things about Daisy have already been written about status reports, have been shown on Trello or yeah. various, you know, like visual channels. So uh, there's not that many surprises uh, ahead of us that you know we've we've shot a lot of our ammunition already for the status reports mm -hmm. for like new visually interesting things. So now it will be mostly about showing the, the polished version of the game and. Uh, you know, showing how how the design of the features work together in the game and, you know, things like that. Okay. 
Now, we talked um, earlier about, you know, things that can be done to um, help improve the game's reputation. Now, one yeah. area that I believe is going to be massive for Daisy is yeah. the long-forgotten Survivor games. Um, right. For those who don't know, um, Bohemia Interactive acquired the rights to Survivor games probably about 6 to 12 months ago, was it? I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, but it sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I loved watching them and the prelims to them. I was a massive Survivor Games junkie. It was like, holy shit, right. they're doing another Survivor Games. You had the biggest and best yeah. names of YouTube um, yeah. and Twitch uh, content creators all competing. And it, it was an amazing thing to watch. Where are we at right. with the Survivor Games format? And we even had a viewer question, uh, Lex, who mm -hmm. asks, what role will the Survivor Games play in the future of the DayZ brand? It always attracts a huge audience mm -hmm. on Twitch. Can we expect it back with the release of beta? Right. So I, I'm, we're not exactly sure about the timing of, you know, when we want to organize the next Survivor Games and things like that. Yep. But ultimately, yes, we definitely will be getting back to the Survivor Games format. And not only to the format where we invite streamers for, for an event, where, you know, they play and you can watch yep. them. But hopefully also by making the Survivor Games type of gameplay available to everybody who uh, who is Daisy. So 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 that 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 would be you know that that is kind of where we want to go with it. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. We will definitely start with just you know doing the Survivor Games the 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 way we've done in the past, just in a better in better better designed form for zero point sixty three and. I swear, if you guys do that, if you release that format uh, for communities to use out there, yeah. you will be mobbed with hugs and kisses um, <laughs> whenever you go out in public. Uh, you know, having done some Survivor Games events in communities in the past, it's it's always kind of fun with the limited tools we had, but yeah. being able to yeah. use the God Mode camera and stuff like that, oh, that would just be amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I don't want to, like, you know, press anything yeah. by this because the, the entire team is just fully focused on, on delivering Daisy beta and then all the bigger releases for Daisy. And without them, Survivor Games cannot really work as a, as a good event or as a good game mode. Yeah. So, you know, first things first, I would say. But we are definitely considering this. We are kind of counting on that option to start with the Survivor Games events and then somewhere along the way uh, making it available as the you know as the gameplay option for everybody. Yeah. Well, if you need a commentator, I'm available. I'm very cheap. <laughs> Just pay me an exclusive DayZ merch. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh <laughs> that after the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um just a few little more personal questions. They're, they're my rapid-fire questions that I last, like to ask of everyone before we get into everybody's favourite part, the viewer questions. So, Okay. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm ready, but... Just say the first thing that pops <laughs> into your mind. Right, okay. Okay. Favourite long-range weapon? Uh, Mosin. Least favourite long-range weapon? Uh, SVD. I have never found it in the game. <laughs> wow. Favourite automatic weapon? <laughs> Uh, that would be MP5. Least favorite automatic weapon? Uh, definitely PM Iraq. It's terrible. <laughs> KOS? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> first person or third person? Uh, first person. Favorite server? 
Uh, Daisy Underground. Favorite place on the map? Mm, I don't know. The map has changed right now, but it it used to be up north always. The the little village is up north. Public or private? Mm, it depends on which mood I am. Mostly public though. Yep. Okie dokie. Now we move on to the rest of the viewer questions. And we had one from Lex before. He's actually got a few in here. Um, got okay. another one from him now. Now, as he says, as far as he knows, will the Xbox and PlayStation 4 versions be released at the same time? He's, he's not counting the Xbox game preview mode, mm -hmm. though. Yeah, for, for the full release, we are aiming to have a, a simultaneous release for both of the consoles. So they should hit not only like close to each other, but literally on the same day, ideally. Okay. Um, he also says, will there be a physical copy available of the game for consoles? A collector's edition? And oh my God, if you right. do a collector's edition, I'm buying 10 yeah. of them. <laughs> so th this is a question we get asked a lot, not only related to consoles. And the thing is, uh, if we do a physical copy of, of the game, be the regular version of some sort of a collector's version, let's say, mm -hmm. it will definitely be only available throughout our Bohemia Interactive uh, online store. Yep. Uh, because as a company, we are just not able to deal with the entire like physical distribution of the game. That's okay. just, we, we, don't, we don't have the publishing you know, uh, power to do that. How will the advertisement for consoles look like? Ads in print media or even t uh, TV commercials? Or do you hope the game will regain popularity by itself with the help of streamers and players? Uh, right. So I, I definitely do think that a good product uh, is able to, with a little bit of help, good product is able to promote itself by just being a good product. And, mm -hmm. and you know, that, that's what we're counting with. The Daisy will be a good game. Uh, when it leaves early access. That said, there will definitely be like advertising uh, support added to that. We are probably not big enough to have TV commercials. Uh, these are not only really expensive, but again, the negotiations uh, with the actual companies yeah. um, can get a little bit tricky. So not sure about TV commercials, most likely no, but definitely whenever Daisy releases, you will be... Uh, seeing it pretty much everywhere at least online okay and he hereby requests a zombie version of you in the game <laughs> so this was suggested to me earlier actually uh, but there is one thing that i cannot really get over and that is the fact that for being uh, for being scanned into the game as a zombie uh you you need to be shaved not, not fully i think but you need to shave shave a, you know uh, a lot of your facial hair yep that you have and and i have quite a quite a big beard right now and i don't want to get rid of that <laughs> so <laughs> yeah you just you're just rubbing it in Eugene's face after he shaved his off aren't you <laughs> oh yeah that was a that was an accident but yeah yeah i'm i'm pretty sure his beard will be back very soon <laughs> Okay, the next question is from Joito. When oh, will you hi. give me my teddy bear shirt? <laughs> right, so uh, as soon as we have them printed out, we've completely run out of them unpacked. So uh, if we, if Joe, if we promise the t-shirt to you, I apologize and you will get it very soon. 
okay. next opportunity next opportunity we have to meet uh be it gamescom egx i don't know you're definitely getting one and if we promised one to you we're just gonna send it over <laughs> <laughs> okay scarecrow cod now we pretty much answered this one but i'll still ask his question anyway how right. do you plan to continue marketing daisy through beta can we expect to see any new trailers uh-huh so um again i don't want to like tease or spoil anything but uh, at least for the full release, definitely we want want to make some some sort of video, and generally more video content, more more kinds of general like promotional materials. Yep. Up until now, we've really been focused on development, and communicating the development information. So yeah. Okay, Lejazos, Le, I think that's how you pronounce it. Will we see new merchandising in the store once Daisy hits one Right, so uh, we have lots of crazy ideas for for Daisy merch, and I th I think many people don't actually know it, but if you go to the Bohemia store at you know store uh, .bohemia.net, you can already buy uh, t-shirts and patches and uh, some other you know like Daisy related merchandise. Uh, we will hopefully be able to <clears throat> also some additional you know, stuff when we you know are in a in a better place with the game so you know game done first then we can think about uh, like adding more merchandise into the mix i bought three of the shirts for myself two black and one white um and i think mm, i've given away you. three other shirts as well it's funny right. that you mentioned that because with these viewer questions i am going to be asking you what is your favorite question because at the end once they're all done Whoever had the best question or your favorite question is actually going to win a Daisy T-shirt that I'll buy for them and mail to them oh. as well. So make sure you're paying okay. attention to which question is your best. All right, all right. Yeah. Now, Fades Gaming, www.twitch.tv forward slash fades. Check him out. Is PR yes. the only thing you and Batty do, or do you have other roles or jobs at, uh, at Bohemia Interactive? I'm no game dev or PR person, so I don't know if it takes up the whole days uh, for them or if they have other tasks to do. I think it's a good question. No, so both of us, we are fully dedicated to working actually on Daisy and on, on, on Daisy-related uh, things. Um, so th I think that's the most important part of, of, of the answer. Um, what Batsy is doing, except for the things that you see, that means communicating with, with you, the people in the Daisy community. Yep. She's also doing lots of work with actually our QA department uh, on you know managing the feedback that we get through through feedback tracker and then through various channels and then managing that feedback basically so that it gets to the right right people in the mm -hmm. team and so that it actually gets the attention that this needs. So this is also part of her job that uh, people don't see. And as, 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 as for me, I am mostly about, you know, planning the things ahead. And it also includes things like uh, working with uh, localization and, and, and general, like with the rest of the, come, you know, our small publishing department within Bohemia on things like, you know, deciding in which regions uh, we launch the game in the end and, you know, uh, preparing like store descriptions for the final releases and generally just like planning these small things. Yeah. And this actually takes most of my, most of my work right now, because 
have Bati and our uh, other community guys uh, fully focused on working with you, the community, whereas I'm working more with, with the company publishing and with the development team on, on planning the okay. things ahead for, for the big releases. Fair enough. Slowness 112, when the game hits 1.0, is there any plan to give alpha beta players a shirt that says, I survived alpha slash beta or anything like it? Now, I'm not sure right. whether he's talking about a physical one because that would probably cost an arm and a leg. I'm thinking he <laughs> means more as some sort of um, item you can wear in-game that you can select from as part of the uh, yeah. player uh, inventory yeah. at the beginning. So yes, we've definitely seen that idea mentioned. I believe it was a huge topic on Reddit at some point. Yeah, it was. Uh, where, 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 where people were just suggesting that. And we definitely you know, listened to this and we'll see what we can do. I'm not, I'm not saying no, I'm not saying yes. Uh, it is definitely a good idea. It is, a, it is an idea that resonated with a lot of people in, in the Daisy Dev team, actually. And so we'll see what happens. It definitely resonated with the community as well. I saw a lot of support yeah. for it. I think the wording was, um, I survived alpha and all I got was this shirt, something like that. It was, it was quite, <laughs> yeah. quite funny. It was very tongue in cheek, so, which so, I liked. Yeah. So, just to be like 100% clear about this, it's definitely not going to be the option with uh, with physical shirts being sent out to people because, yeah. you know, uh, sending out that T-shirt to people all across the world, basically, even if it's not every Daisy player, uh, that would ultimately just cost the same amount of money for us as you purchase the game. Yeah. <laughs> so it would basically just give you all the money back. Uh, some people would definitely welcome that, I guess, <laughs> on the internet. But, you know, uh, yeah, yeah that's, not, that's not entirely realistic, unfortunately. Okay. And Suvalab asks, where do you see Daisy in the next five years? Uh, I see Daisy as being uh, another game on, on, on Steam Workshop that has loads and loads of community created content for it that's that's yep. most important i think uh, i i in five years i still see daisy as a game that is being played online actively uh uh in in in, in pretty decent numbers because i think as soon as the community content starts pouring in um people will play daisy for lots of different reasons than just the vanilla survival survival experience yep and so ultimately, I, I see Daisy as being a nice, finished, uh, and uh, you know, enjoyed and played game that that has been that that has its reputation of you know, getting back from the early access kind of uh, bad image and being a successful game in the end. Demon Groover, where can I get an official Daisy coffee mug? I want to know this too, because I would love one. <laughs> yeah, so this, this is very much related to, you know, uh, the, the question of the merge and if we're yep. going to keep adding more. And coffee mugs are definitely a very favorite option, not only amongst gamers. So definitely something we will consider. <laughs> I, I think um, stubby coolers as well, or drink coolers. Yeah, 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 Stum yeah, like stum tumblers and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We'll, 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 we'll see. Like, like I said, we have lots of creative ideas. And uh, right now, I don't want to encourage people to do that much because it's basically breach of our copyright. But there are some people on the internet who are already doing these things. Uh, yeah. You can always just, you know, take our logo from our website. And there are definitely websites who do that for you. But if you want to wait, 
please do wait. I'm pretty sure we will have Max. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wolfgeist. Wolfgeist, being brand management for such a widely misunderstood game in terms of development must be extremely difficult at times. How do the endless mm -hmm. comments filled with inaccurate information affect the team? Um, let's just say one thing. It's definitely harder for the team than it is for me or, or Beatty. That doesn't yeah. mean that it also doesn't get to us on a personal level, meaning that you know there are some days when... Uh, we go from 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 the office and we just you know don't feel all that well because of all all that we had to deal with but at the same time um you know we we see the end goal in front of us we we see the good game that we're that we're heading towards and already with the stress test we are seeing that where we're heading it's probably a good place and that people will uh be enjoying the game again when we when we properly release the, the good updates for the game. So, you know, why it is tough uh, for us sometimes and definitely tough for the development team and oftentimes, yeah. um, we see the end goal and we do our best to not let it stand in our way and not to, affect, not, not to let it affect us too much. I definitely, there are days where, you know, we just we don't feel it, and it, it's much better to just go home, you know, switch the switch the uh, communication channels for a while, and and you know just you know uh, recover a little bit. Now he also says December must have been a really rough time, as you realised you wouldn't hit the end of the year goal. Was this the most difficult time for the team, or is there one that was even more difficult? Mm. You know that that's really a question for. Uh, specific people because i think everybody is everybody sees it a little bit differently but for me being on the daisy team for i, th I think a year and a half because i was working on different things uh, at bohemia before um, december last year was definitely a very tough time yeah because uh, you know the for a very long time, we just didn't really even know how to approach this thing, like how to communicate it properly. That, yep. you know, the, the um, you know, we will not deliver on what we, what we hoped we, we would. And this is, this is always hard. And whenever we realize that some things will not be done within the time that we wanted to, uh, it's always a, you know, very hard situation to, to be in. But yeah, d December last year was really hard. And also the, you know, the couple of months, a couple, couple of weeks or maybe a month before the stress tests, uh, those were also uh, pretty, pretty rough because, you know, we, we were trying to have the version that, that this, uh, ready to be tested for as quickly as possible, but you know sometimes game development gets to you, and the realities of game development get to you, and you know uh, you just have to wait two more days, three more days, one extra week, and yeah, it's it's really hard sometimes to yeah. you, know, you, you think you are all, you think you are ready to you know to release the beast basically to to let people have a go at it. You are almost prepared to push the button, and then you realize there's something in the game that just makes it completely unplayable, and you can't just push it out. Yeah. 
and that that's really tough because you know it just brings the morale a little bit down i would say and especially in the case of 0 0.63 the team was really not sure how the game would be accepted um you know to you know how the user actions work and all these all these sorts of uh, different things so that was also one of the more like stressful uh, periods in, in the daisy team right before the stress test yep okay he also says have you guys ever thought about putting out a point-by-point -point response to all of the most prevalent myths regarding daisy because there's so many out there <laughs> although something like that yes. might not be needed the closer we get to beta but he thinks it would be a great way to address what seems to be and i quote him here this isn't just me being foul mouth okay. the endless sea of bullshit <laughs> uh, i mean it, it's been said very exactly there's so many things that this would need to cover that it would all that would again make for if the only way how to like really address those issues is to put them into like a into a video because yeah you know, people just don't want to read walls of texts it's also one of the issues with status reports but sometimes it has to be done this way so people just don't want to read you know 52 um, you know answers to 52 questions <laughs> or 52 mis misconceptions about daisy you need to get in contact with septic falcon i reckon he would be able to <laughs> sit right. down with you and do a great video doing that yeah. um yeah so, so you know that that would have to take a form of a video and even then there's so much that would need to be like really explained oh yeah that i, I just don't know how to really approach that that said uh, we have some ideas for maybe not 0 0.63 experimental release, but uh, for the for the stable for whenever 0 0.63 reaches stable branch, and to make like a you know a little bit of a summary of what is different between the legacy versions of Daisy, mm -hmm. the 0 0.62 and below, and what is really like new in 0 0.63. Not in terms of features, but mostly in terms of how the game improved in quality, you know, like comparing the quality of the feature implementation compared in uh, the legacy versions and the 0.63 version. Uh, and ideally we, we have this kind of, I have this sort of like a uh, setup of the video in mind where it's not just a strictly informative video, but also involves a little bit of like fun elements so yep. uh, we, we, we'll we'll see if we will be able to pull this off in, in some like efficient way okay uh, but yes I, I definitely do see a lot of unaddressed uh, questions that, that that people just have about daisy who don't really follow the development that yeah. closely oh yeah looking back if you could do or know one thing that would have made things easier what would it be uh in, 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 like, easier for me or how, how would I approach Yeah, probably, probably uh, the way I read that is easier for you because you've got what is arguably one of the hardest jobs. You know, you're responsible for the branding, the, uh, the marketing of the game. So every impact or decision done by others, you're the one who ultimately has to 
You know, right? If it's a shit sandwich, you're the one who's got to say to everyone, "It's not shit. It's not shit. That's chocolate. Just think chocolate. Yeah. Bite into that lovely chocolate sandwich. You know, it's a shit sandwich, but you're still selling it to everyone and trying to make them believe it's a chocolate sandwich." Yeah. So, uh, so that's one co- very common misconception about marketing people as well. We cannot, we cannot sell a shit product to, yeah. to people in a in a good way. That's just impossible. As long as you don't have a good product, uh, you know. You can bullshit people all the way you want. They will realize at some point. Yeah. Uh, but back, back to the question, what could make things easier for, for me or generally like for, uh, you know, making sure that Daisy has a proper like marketing, uh, is taken care of properly in terms of marketing. I think it is the same thing that everybody wishes, developers and then the players included. It's just, if we could somehow just have a very clear idea like, okay, we will have this build of the game ready on this day. It will be working like magic. It will be awesome. Everything yeah. will be in it. Yeah, if, if we had the crystal ball where we could just, you know, that, that would tell us, okay, everything will be ready on this day. Just do your best, prepare for this day. On this day, everything will be awesome. You will launch the game. This could happen. That would be wonderful. But it's unfortunately not completely realistic at the same yeah. time. So it would help a lot, but it's also not realistic. So, yeah, that, that's about that's about it, I guess. H- having having a clear sense of you know when things will be done would be wonderful, and I think everybody would want to have that. But yeah, game development doesn't often work that way, yep. unfortunately. Okay, Frugal Bread comes in with a simple question of how big is the Daisy Dev team approximately, and how long do you work a day? Mm-hmm. So we have standard eight-hour uh, working days, and Bohemia as a company is within the game dev industry is um, not known, but we keep it as a kind of a company culture that we do not do like crunch times or push people to do crazy hours like stay yeah. 16 hours a day at a work because that's just not effective. We do not believe that that's effective and it would just burn out people really fast. That doesn't mean that some people don't stay more than eight hours a day. A lot of people do that quite regularly, but it's because mm-hmm. they want to. It's because they want to finish this or that on their own terms. It's not that the company is yeah. forcing them to do that. So yes, eight hour uh, work days, five days a week. We do not work on weekends unless really, really, really critical or unless somebody wants again, because you're not supposed to work on a weekend. I think we can all agree on yeah. <laughs> we can all agree on that. And, and what was the sorry, what was the other part of the um, how, how big is the dev, how big is the Daisy dev team? Right, so I think I think it would be about sixty people full yep. time. Okay, like the num- the number would be fluctuating yeah. a little bit, and depends on if you count, you know, QA guys, or if you count the engine programmers that from time to time, uh, you know, join the team mm-hmm. for, to work on this or that feature. But yeah, about about sixty people full time. Okay. Now, I am with Mr. Too Bad for you on this one. I actually put a tweet out the other day asking if um, Danny Boy did something bad to Batty at um, Belota Town. <laughs> His comment is, Belota Airfield no more. What the fuck? And I'm the same. What uh, are you guys doing at Belota? You're killing me. So, um, 
uh, to be perfectly honest, this is not a question for me. It's no. just more of a question. It's more of a question to the dev team because I personally, when I launched the stress test, the, the last stress test, well, basically whenever that happened when Belota got gone, I, I was surprised myself, to be honest. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes yeah. I don't know about all the things and that would be definitely a question to Adam, I, I believe. Yeah. Okay, uh, and Adam did actually respond um, in the uh, little Twitter comments that were happening there between myself and a couple of others, which was again a right. great example of where you mentioned that um, uh, yeah the the dev team um, do respond as much as they possibly can. They can't yes. respond to everything, yes. but they do respond to some stuff. So that was yeah. good for me actually seeing him um, pop his head in there and uh, clear up a few um, misconceptions I had on that. Um, now we've got a common recurring theme here. We've got both Ragnarok 85 and Chainsaw Squirrel asking if uh -huh. you will give them Batty's phone number. <laughs> okay, so Batty's phone number is one, two, three, four. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, guys, if you want to, you know, if you want to talk to Batty or, you know, if you want to go on a date, <laughs> just do it like any other normal people do and uh, ask her for the phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Stalk, stalker on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Acid Freaker comes in with Martin, whiskey or vodka? Whiskey. Or whiskey all the way. Yeah. Bloody Z. Martin, do you think your budget is enough to get Daisy finished? Um, yes, <laughs> short answer. Yep. Uh, you, you know, the, you know, the company has also like, uh, other games being released and other games being worked on, as I yep. said, 350 people monthly on a paycheck, quite a number of, of money going out each month. Uh, but yeah, I, I think we're still financially doing, uh, pretty decently as, as an indie company, we have no publisher backing us. We are all self-funded. We, we, yep. you know, make all the money ourselves <laughs> okay cragman5 has a question here which i've heard um from other people as well i would ask if the main intentions for the new engine is for daisy or for coming games in the future infusion engine is, is so it definitely started uh with, with daisy uh in mind yep because uh, you know daisy was supposed to be the first game for the the infusion engine was was made for but definitely the ultimate goal and the goal when, when the engine development started is to make engine that is variable and modular enough to be used for any uh, kinds of our future games in Bohemia. Yeah. So that's the answer. And that's a totally understandable answer to me because like we said, Bohemia is a business and businesses like to make money. So if they can get more use out of a product that's being developed, it makes yeah. good business sense to do so. Yeah, and then beyond just Infusion Engine development, uh, Bohemia is <clears throat> actually quite good at what we call research and development, like, you know, figuring out lots of different uh, new, new techniques and uh, approaches in game development, and also, like, uh, you know, exploring different game genres. So, yeah. Curiosity is one of the company values for Bohemia, so being curious is really important for us. Mr. White996 comes in with a question that um, it's a bit of a, a broad question, but I'm still going to ask uh -huh. it because I'll be interested in your take on it. Right. Why did they take so much time for Daisy? <laughs> uh, you mean 
in in terms of development time, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, the, the single biggest reason is that very early on after the development has really started for Daisy and that's even after like the initial early access release of Daisy, uh, the team has realized that in order to fulfill the vision of for Daisy to make it the game that the team uh, wants it to be, uh, we really needed to work a lot on the technology behind behind Daisy the game, and so the so the decision has been made to uh, develop the game alongside developing the engine, the technology that that is that makes the game possible. Uh, and if you ask anybody in in game development uh, about this approach, they will tell you that this is one of the most nightmarish things that that you can basically do in game development. And uh, it has before, uh, you know, terminated or, you know, basically it has caused many companies in the past to either go out of business or be not very successful with their games. Uh, and that's because they either were not patient enough with, with the development or they just hit some technological problems along the way. And so for this reason, for, you know, Daisy being developed alongside of, of the engine that was needed for Daisy. And, and trust me, if, if the decision was made for Daisy to have his own engine, then it definitely made sense for the dev team. And if they could use a readily available gaming engine, and it would be more, if it would be more advantageous for the development of Daisy, they would do it, but they didn't. So for that reason, for the development of the engine and the technology behind the game, uh, this is ultimately the reason why we've been in early access for for years with Daisy. Yeah. There is another part of the question that I want to add, and then sorry for being like very long with this answer, but no, I think no. it's really important. Uh, for a game of of the size and complexity of Daisy, being four or five years in development is not something that is out of ordinary. I don't you know, think so either. This is, this is this is completely normal. And the big difference of Daisy is that the community, the players, have been involved in that process from its very, very beginning publicly. Normally, what you do is you develop your game, you know, behind, you know, behind the closed doors for the three, four, five years, and then you release it. What we did was, but as soon as there was something playable of the game that was at least in some way enjoyable. It got out to the players, uh, and it got out to the players because we wanted to uh, develop the game together with our player base. Uh, and so this is ultimately why it not only is that long that we developed Daisy, but most importantly, why it feels so long that Daisy has been in development for forever, basically. Okay. Next question is from Septic Falcon, who wants to know, is Tizzy still planned to be a hazardous zone? Do you know that? Uh, again, that's, that's more of a question that would need to be, uh, yeah. you know, asked to, towards somebody from the dev team. That said, I, I know the question is out there now and I can find the answer. <laughs> awesome. Um, and he also wants to know, when can he have an Easter in his name? I'm sorry, come again? Uh, he wants to know when can he have an Easter. I presume he means Easter egg in his name. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I'm not I'm not sure how to really answer that. <laughs> um, <laughs> never. <laughs> I'm guessing that the, the, you're, you're being polite there. So, yeah. Okay, Bit Doctor Martin, what steps are you making to help improve you and your team's development skills? Uh, so, speaking for myself, I obviously cannot speak for uh, everybody on the Dev team. Uh, as I said at the very beginning of, of our of our podcast tonight, uh, I try to educate myself at, at every every opportunity possible. Be just reading more about my you know field of work, or just reading more about games industry, or even like getting more into game development. So uh, I I do lots of I basically do this every day. Whenever I don't learn something new in each day, I I kind of feel feel terrible. So it's either by reading books, watching videos, or, uh, you know, talking to other people and listening to their advice. Yeah. yeah. So for myself, person, personally, I, it is a sad day when I do not develop somewhere because, you know, I'm 26. This is my first real full-time job. And it would be really sad if I was not trying to develop myself because there's still lots of lots of interesting things ahead of me <laughs> and i still have lots yeah. and lots to learn okay tuna haha i don't have a red account but please tell martin and the whole team i have faith in them i bought the game day um z on day one and have enjoyed every patch every challenge and every fail we are almost there experimental is near um, so was was it uh, what was the what was the name again tuna haha um, I yeah, believe so, he, I think he sent that one to me on Twitter, um, off memory. You know, okay, so so you know how hard I, uh, you don't believe how nice it is to to hear, kinds words like this, and thank you for for the support and for for the nice words. I get, I I, I totally understand, mate. Yeah, it's when. Yeah, I put out a video or something like that, and someone yeah. just posts a nice comment saying, "I love your stuff, man. Please keep it up," because you just sit there and you think yeah. you didn't have to say anything, but the fact that yeah. you did, yes. you have no idea. They, I don't, I don't they, pro they probably do. It's probably um, uh, presumptuous of me to say that they don't have any idea, but it really makes you feel good on the inside. Yeah, I, I literally have, you know, I literally have the thing, the butterflies in me even right now because. This this is ultimately why we, you know, wake up in the morning and why we go to work because because of of little little acts of kindness on the internet like this. Yeah. Even if we don't meet the people in person, just hearing this and knowing that there is somebody out there who who supports you, who who trusts you, and who believes in 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 what you do, is it's one of the most important things in life really beyond just being yeah. loved by your relatives and by your girlfriends, wives and, and yeah. It's just it's just so great. And I, I cannot thank everybody who does that enough. Well we've got another nice comment which is from uh, one of my good friends Call Me Rive, um, another Twitch streamer. Tell uh, please tell Martin that I really enjoyed point six two. I guess I learned many PvP tricks in that patch. Nice. That yes, I mean it's been an update that's been up for a very long time. So it definitely has. there was a there was a definitely a lot of opportunities to to practice all the ins and outs of the update. Uh, so yeah, great to hear that. 
And another nice message as well from Hytham C. If you could send a message to Batty and tell her I really appreciate the visit to the channel and that there's some things we've discovered regarding the spatial looting, specifically the ability to loot upstairs and downstairs whilst on the alternative floor. So I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but there's the message passed <laughs> on Hytham C. I, I, I think there is some sort of a behind the scenes story that uh, yeah. we definitely are not supposed to know, but I will, I will send the message over right when I finish the... And that finished the interview. I will do that. Okay. Toprek wants to know, and this is something you said you're very excited for as well. When uh -huh. are we getting the Molsk? Uh, so, so uh, this is definitely a question that needs to be asked uh, by Adam, but as soon as modding has official support in Daisy, yep. that's when we will be able to see the Molsk, not before that. Yeah. Ubar Bundy wants to know when modding becomes available will there be a standalone version of an editor similar to armor's editor where we can edit and create our own versions of chinaris that we can use for our own service uh was that the question about map editor or the, like the eden editor that's in armor the eden not, editor not i believe in armor right so so the at at the moment i believe we do not have any specific plans for the type of editor that Eden is, because to be honest, even for Arma, a lot, a lot, a huge amount of work went into the Eden editor. Yeah, and you know, Daisy is on a on an entirely different engine, so we cannot. Unfortunately, it's not like the case with the audio audio system where we can just take parts and already use it uh, in Daisy. Unfortunately, we cannot just take Eden editor and put it into Daisy, and that's also connected with the fact that. In Daisy, you don't really have the, you know, like the AI simulation for soldiers and all these yep. different kind of things. Uh, so I, I think we will think of some way how to allow people to place like props and other items into the game and like mm -hmm. structure the, the 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 levels sort of in their own way, but probably not something like the full Eden editor. Okay. At least not in a in a near future. Speaking of the next year yep. ahead of us. Now the very last question comes from the man you said you've got a lot of respect for, the one, the only, Mister Minder. Mm -hmm. As a Daisy brand manager, what would you like the public perception of Daisy's brand to look like ideally? Uh, I've seen that question before we actually started the interview, and it's really hard to answer it for me. But if there was one thing that I would really like to change about Daisy and its public perception, it's 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 though it's it's to convincing those people who think that you know the entire Daisy development uh, was was basically scam. That we have lots of people saying that, and uh, if I can somehow when when the you know the game the product is is in a good shape and when we are ready to you know, release and announce it with all the full marketing support. If if I manage to change the public perception perception of that, that Daisy development was not scam and it was all legitimate, uh, this would really make me feel very happy and feel like we achieved something. Because you may be surprised, but there is legitimately a very large group of people online who really, really do believe that we took the money 
and just yeah. ran away with it. And I'm, abandoned... I'm not surprised to hear that. I see the comments all the time, be it in forums, on Twitter, yeah. or in streams as well. Yeah. And and sometimes you, you feel like that's just people saying like random shit on the internet. But I've, I, I've spoken to some people in, in private conversations, some people like that who think that Daisy is a scam and that we are just playing a you know like a huge uh, show for everybody and that we're yep. not really developing the game i have directly spoken to some of these people over discord and skype conversations and i know that despite everything that i've told them they still legitimately believe that uh we are scamming people and that's just sad because this couldn't be further away from the truth um bohemia as a company is is one of the most honest, you know, game dev companies with its communities that that I, you know, have the chance of knowing. Yeah. And we are the complete opposite of 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 that of what people are trying to say about us. Well, I we take are... my hat off to you, sir, yeah. for even bothering to try to change their minds. It's something that um, I do as well. Like even when I'm streaming, um, if people come in and say Daisy shit, Daisy's a scam, I don't ban them straight away from the chat. I talk to them yeah. about it. And there are some yeah. people who you're just not going to be able to convince otherwise, yes. uh, but they're entitled to their opinion. As wrong as it may be, they're entitled to their opinion. Yeah. And you've got to try and engage with these people, in my in my opinion, and try to you know, open up a discourse with them. Some of them are just very yeah. blind in their point of view, but hats off to you for doing it because not a lot of people would. Most people would just ignore them or block them or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what we try to do. But unfortunately, it it's not like a very large group of players. But it's yeah. it's it's good and it's it's good and it, it it's big and loud enough uh, to to cause us trouble, in 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 mostly in PR and and just generally like generating the image about Daisy and Bohemia as a company. Look so. at how many hate videos there are that Daisy's dead. Daisy's a scam. Um, yeah and so so at least at least for these people i can understand they they do these videos because they they get the clicks and the views yes. and and they can monetize these videos at least with these people i do understand why they do it and it's because they want to ultimately they want to scam people into making money for themselves that i that i can understand there is some legitimate not legitimate but real you know real real tangible benefit that you will that you can see to why they're doing what they do. Yeah, just saying out of pure, you know, uh, just really thinking without any like other agenda that Daisy development is a scam and nothing is being done with the game. I just, I just can't wrap my head around that. I just don't understand it. I don't know what happened so wrong in the past of, of Daisy that, that people got the impression. Because yeah. I've been here ever since the very first day Daisy Standalone got released as a fan for the first year or so. And I never really got the impression that, you know, the team completely abandoned the development. I just cannot understand how people get the idea. Yeah. Know. And it's actually um, probably uh, now's the best time uh, to do it. The next Daisy Spotlight, I've got a few special guests lined up. I'll confirm them once it's all locked in. But that's actually something I want to be. I'm going to be discussing in it is why does Daisy elicit such strong emotions from people, especially the haters? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 
kind of almost unique phenomenon. Um, I've, I've never seen such hatred um, for anything uh, other than right. uh, the closest thing I can find to it is sporting team rivalry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a very, very fitting comparison, I would say. Yeah. But, okay. We are on to the final question, sir. It's been a long haul, but we've managed to make it through. <laughs> um, last few questions. What advice would you give to people thinking about buying DayZ? And when you answer that, I also want to... Um, we get asked in streams a lot that I'm moderating or that I'm watching, mm-hmm. um, should I buy DayZ? And after I've gone mm-hmm. through the usual things of do you enjoy watching it? Are you patient? You know, it's a game of patience. Yes. It, you can go hours without seeing someone... Um, you can die to a zombie after running for you know two hours or something like that. Yeah. And then if they're still yeah. saying, yeah, I still like all that, um, mm-hmm. well, look, I'd buy it if I was you. Plus, is the price going to be going up anytime soon? We've been advising people that there's a chance that the price may go up with beta mm-hmm. and definitely at full release. Is is there anything you can confirm or deny there? Mm-hmm. So our plan, and it has been communicated a long, long time ago, uh, basically, all the way since the beginning. Yep. And whenever the first like change, the price change happened for Daisy, is that for the major releases and that includes beta, we are going to be looking at changing the price point of yep. of the game. It is some as as we are getting close to the closer to that moment. Uh, it is something we are again discussing internally. Mm-hmm. How exactly are we going to approach it? So we do not have we did not have made a final decision on what the price change is going to be. Yep. Uh, but but I, I would definitely want to prepare people for the fact that we would want yeah. to, as we announced, uh, change, change the price point of Daisy at some point uh, towards the beta or yeah, full yeah. releases. And that, that's why we've been advising it, because most of us who are doing it were aware that uh, in mm-hmm. the past it had been said that would happen. And usually we yes. say it's most likely going to happen, not it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. We don't give them a price or nothing, but, yeah, it's just that's good to know. Um, yeah. Okay. At, at the same time, there is there, oh, search for making this even longer. But no, no, no. There, there, there is another part of answering the question whether people should already buy the game or not. Uh, you know, whenever they answer all these questions to themselves, if they're ready to, you know, for for what kind of game Daisy is, that's fine. But uh, if if somebody asked me right now, or even when Daisy hit experimental for the first time, if they should buy Daisy at that point, I would still be providing the answer no. I would still wait as close as possible to the last moment where we enter the beta and maybe change the price point. I would really wait for that very, very last moment before we do that change to to actually make the purchase of Daisy. Uh, because at that time you will get the most polished experience for the best price that you will be able to get at at all the time. And before before the actual price change happens, and when we are in that good spot where we would encourage people to start buying Daisy, we were very 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 clearly start communicating that moment, and we were very very openly start you know telling to people yeah. okay this is the moment where we are confident that daisy is working uh, well as a game and this is the moment when we recommend you uh, to consider the purchase that you've been maybe thinking about for for some time for daisy okay i like that answer now this second last question 
um, I want you to be as honest as possible, Martin. Don't hold back uh -huh. on me. Okay. We've got a, we've got the camera <laughs> thing going, so I'm going to be able to see your eyes when you answer this question. Yes, that's it. Lean into the camera. I want to see your face very clearly. Okay. What will you say to all the naysayers when Daisy is finally fully released in 2018? And be honest, you guys and girls have uh -huh. copped a lot of crap over the last four years, so you will be uh -huh. forgiven for saying for giving some back. Uh -huh. uh, I will. I will be very honest and say uh, I understand the frustration that you had, guys. I understand that you had reasons to think about, uh, you know, da Daisy. Uh, maybe, maybe believing in that Daisy will not happen, but I will not hold it against anybody. You are, so you are a is... marketing man, aren't you? If it was me, <laughs> I'd be saying, "No, up yours, so Jack." I, I, legitimately, besides the people who maybe just say that Daisy is a scam, I, I would maybe uh, want to be more strict with those. But yep. generally, just people saying like, who say, "Ah, oh, Daisy dead game" or things like this, I don't really hold it against them. Uh, it. Being part of the Daisy community is kind of demanding, and then being along with the game development for such for such a long time, it is definitely demanding. And so I would not hold any words that they had against them, as as long as they in the end came back to the game, are able to enjoy it, and you know, admit that whatever they play now is a fun game. And if they, you know, even even then when they don't want to play the game, then just you know then finally just leave the game and <laughs> stop caring about it. I like that answer. You are, you are a true professional of what you do, mate. Um, like I said, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably be a lot more it, blunt, but it, um, it, hey. It, it's hard as a marketing person to say that because, it, you know, I will al it will always be seen like me saying that because I'm a marketing PR guy. Yeah. But I am legitimately saying this because I feel that way. So you're, yeah. a, you're, a, ni you're a nicer man than I am, that's for sure. <laughs> Now, Martin, I sent you an email about an hour or so before the interview started. Yes. Have you yes. got that email open in front of you? Uh, let me do that. Now I do, yes. <laughs> okay. As you can see, there is a couple of photos of a very, very charming small dog whose name is Squirrel. Yep. Now, nice. my partner is not a gamer. Well, she sort of is in that she plays like Mahjong on her phone and um, uh -huh. um, simple little games like that. But she's not a hardcore yeah. gamer and she constantly gives me shit about gaming. And she basically said to me that if I do not ask this question, I'm not going to be allowed to do interviews anymore. So <laughs> is there any chance that this dog can make its way into Daisy, either as a companion oh. or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh... So here's the thing. It's not my decision to make. So I, I do not <laughs> develop the game on my own. But that said, I, I think I can talk to somebody in our art team. <laughs> and the way I imagine this uh, happening is uh, I will take one of those lovely photos of, a, yep. of the very chilled and relaxed squirrel. <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> I will ask our art team if it's at at all possible to maybe include him as a as a as you know as a picture on the wall in the that, game or something like this. that so, would get me uh, a lot of no, no promises no promises i don't want to cause you know any family trouble for you <laughs> but <laughs> i i will do my best and ask the team if if that is at all possible martin i will uh, buy we'll you see. so many beers <laughs> if you can get this done when you come to pax australia my friend yeah yeah 
so uh, hopefully that happens and you definitely have some beers on me as well don't worry there's going to be lots of beers if that happens <laughs> awesome awesome okay the very last question mate is pretty much putting the floor over to you do you have anything you want to say to the daisy community out there both the lovers and the right. haters right and everyone uh, in between to, yeah to to the lovers i uh i've said it already in 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 one of the questions that that you know it was not really a question it was a message uh for us and it was a message of encouragement i want to from my heart just personally thank everybody who who's been uh part of the daisy community and part of the daisy player base for this entire time or at least even for for part of it uh, so huge thank you from me personally to all the people who keep the game alive by, by by caring about it so much as much as they do because we have a huge amount of people who just put their 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 everything in into you know keeping the community and the game alive and i just want to say that we really <clears throat> know you guys are out there and we really appreciate all the things that you do to keep the community and the game alive and it, it it's a, it's a big commitment for us to uh, to deliver for you in the end and we definitely feel it as a little bit of a pressure for us because we really feel like we really do need to deliver in the end for you to all the haters uh like i said i i, I don't hold anything against you we don't make it easy <laughs> sometimes for people to follow the development and then to enjoy the game. Mm -hmm. So I completely understand. I completely understand. Before I was employed at Bohemia, I myself, as, as a regular Daisy fan, um, I just had these, you know, times where I was like, ah, what the hell are they doing there? I mean, I completely don't understand. But, you know, sometimes things happen and, you know, you cannot always satisfy everybody. And as I said, as long as you will be able to enjoy the game in the end, in one way or another, that will just make me really happy. And that goes for both the haters, uh, the lovers, and everybody in between. So, yeah. yeah, let's hope for a good game in the end that we all can enjoy and we'll have all the awesome stories. And it's, it's my personal opinion, mate, that the lovers and the haters are the minority, that most people are sitting in between um, there's a lot of people who bought the game and they're just sitting back waiting. They're, okay, yeah. Daisy's yeah. pretty shit. I'll go play something yeah. else. And then once yeah. it comes back out, when we've got those big streamers and content creators yes. again, the pro yeah. with all the promo stuff happening with the console release, they're going to go, oh, yeah, Daisy, That's I've got that in my library. Yeah. I'm going to reinstall that. And I, yeah. I, 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 I'm not willing to bet the farm on it, but I reckon we're going to see numbers similar to what we had when the game was first released. That's my personal um, mm. belief uh, that it's going to yeah. be back up there again. Yeah, we saw that. Um, I was so happy when I tweeted out that picture of 70,000 people watching the game. Yes, it wasn't right. 70,000 people playing the game, but 70,000 people were watching. And I've seen uh, streamers where when they change to a game that people aren't interested in, they leave. Um, and yeah. those guys who were streaming it were still having their usual numbers. So they're still... Yeah. There's still life in this old girl. There's a still a lot of interest in Daisy. Yes. 
And so, yeah, to, to everybody who still cares about Daisy or who's even like hidden there somewhere playing other games, yep. waiting patiently for, for the good game to be out. Thank you for either being there or thank you for the patience because that's what keeps Daisy alive and that's what keeps us uh, and, and the development team, you know, uh, being able to follow the goal of of uh, delivering the good game in the end, leaving early access and leaving 1.0 uh, and releasing 1.0 version of the game that people will just be able to genuinely enjoy without being a, you know, broken development built. Yep. And Martin, before we head off, what was yeah. your favorite question? We need to give away the Daisy T-shirt. It's really hard to pick because now I know that, you know, somebody will be actually uh, <laughs> awarded for posting that question. But for me personally, the most interesting question and the one that I really like, you know, giving the answer to was, was probably from Wolfgeist and, and him asking about uh, how, how difficult it is to, uh, you know, fight the fact that the game is widely misunderstood often and the development is misunderstood and how difficult it is to to cope with that. So that that was a well put question and, and shows a lot of understanding from Wolfgeist. So awesome. I appreciate that question. Thank you for, for the question. I will reach out to Wolfgeist on Twitter um, and on Reddit. So mate, get in contact with me and we will organize a lovely black or white Daisy shirt to be sent to you as soon as possible. Yay. Martin, thank you so, so much for taking the time, mate. Thank We've been going for I... over two hours, my friend. Oh, yeah. So that's you a lot of time. You're going to need to do a lot of editing. You're going to need oh, to do yeah. a lot of editing, I think. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of editing to do. There was a few times where we lost the connection and all the rest of it. But, uh, yeah, hey. I am already sorry about this taking so long. Uh, sometimes I, yeah, I get to You're not the longest, mate. The longest so... is still, I believe, Mr. Blue and Queenie. <laughs> But right. it was great, and I'm that's, certain everyone. That's two, that's two people at the same time. So that's <laughs> uh, all the best, mate, and everyone. Stay tuned for the next instalment, which, as I mentioned before, I will uh, be announcing who the special guests are. Um, but we will be talking about what we've talked about a lot in this interview, but in more depth. Why Daisy elicits such huge emotions, whether it be love or hate, yeah. from its fan group. So all the best, everyone, and I will see you in the next video. Ciao for now. See you guys.